Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So the primary beneficiaries, the three primary beneficiaries, as I understand it, of the offshore world, criminals, millionaires, and multinational corporations. Uh, may we take them one by one, beginning with how criminals make use of the offshore world? Well, first, thanks, thanks very much, Roy, for having me on. Um, you know, criminals have been making use of the offshore world for a, at least a century now. The Pandora Papers uh, kind of gave us the regular gallery of Dumimon characters that we normally see, uh, people involved in fentanyl sales, people involved in other illicit drug trafficking. Uh, in one case, there was an individual involved in the dark, uh, the dark web and had a, a, one of those marketplaces like the old Silk Road marketplace. So those are regular crooks. But my article focuses on more the phenomena of how tax havens help crooks steal money from low income and failed states, low income countries and failed states. So in, in the paper, there's a bunch of examples like the South Sudan, which is currently in um, the world's youngest country. It's been in the civil war now for about five years. Um, the, the United Nations has it under a starvation advisory, indicating that seven out of 10 million people are at risk of starvation. And at the same time, the uh, political leaders and uh, the warmongers are stealing billions of dollars in foreign aid, stealing billions of dollars in, in government resources. And then they hide the money in offshore tax havens. So tax havens are, there's over 30 of them in the world. And they do things like they, they set up corporations and trusts and that masks the identity of, of who owns the money. So that's that's an overview of the crooks, Roy. Okay, uh, and and you also write that poor countries, as and you just said, the offshore world aids and abets the criminals. So when we move to the millionaires and the multinationals, where's the shady side of what they do? Well, the it's less shady. Um, you know, let's start with multinational opportunistic then. So the corporations, I mean, my, one of my bread and butter courses is teaching international tax. And then I teach my students how to tax plan with, uh, for corporations. So it's, it's perfectly legal. And it, in fact, it's quite commonplace. So, Roy, if you were to take the first class uh, uh, plane out of Toronto to Barbados, uh, you would see it's filled with Canadian bankers and, and, and business people who are attending uh, quarterly director meetings in Barbados for tax purposes, in fact. And so it's, it's all our big banks, all our most of our big multinationals deploy corporations and other entities and tax havens, and they do this to save uh, on save on their global tax liability. So their shareholders demand it, and so the corporations do it and allow a laws it. But the, my my paper raises the issue though: if you know who is the main beneficiary when this happens? Well, it's normally the shareholders themselves. I mean that's slightly controversial. It could even be passed on to the workers, the, any tax debt. But if there's a tax debt that's relieved, it's the shareholders who normally benefit, and they tend to be wealthier Canadians. And so there too, these tax breaks for corporations are enhancing income inequality. Uh, if I can put a, f a couple of pieces together from your piece uh, for McDonald Laurier. So um, the offshore money hiding or manipulation or opportunistically taking advantage of opportunity um, the offshore money manipulation may be leading to the fanning of anti-democratic sentiments. Now, we have a federal government 
the budgeted, as you write, more than a billion dollars to assist CRA and forcing Canadian tax law around offshore tax evasion. But Canada, at the same time, has a poor record of prosecuting offshore tax cheats. So the general sentiment, if I understand it correctly, is if they get away with it, maybe I will too, or I'll get away with what I can. And it isn't helped when we hear about, for example, wait staff being pursued by CRA because they're not a declaring all of their relatively small tips. Uh, yes, you're, you know, again, Roy, this is a, a great concern. Uh, normally, the, the folks are, are millionaires. If they're involved in, in merely just legal tax planning, that's one thing. But as the paper gets into, there's recent research, uh, mainly from Scandinavian um, economists, that suggests, in fact, these very wealthy families, billionaire families, have been engaged in the crime of tax evasion. So it's not legal tax planning, but many of these wealthy families have been hiding their money criminally offshore, and the government really never catches them. But you're right, the, uh, it, they go after low-hanging fruit. You know, they go after the wait staff. They, there's a big audit now on students who didn't file their addresses properly, even though students normally don't owe any uh, tax money. And, and at the same time, you know, they, they can't seem to catch any of these uh, big players, or if they do, it's extremely rare. And so the worry there is one of taxpayer morale, um, to the extent that average income taxpayers in Canada realize that there's two kind of enforcement regimes, one against regular folk and uh, another, a lack of enforcement rather, against very wealthy taxpayers, then they'll get demoralized and eventually they'll start, they'll, they'll be less likely to comply. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.